Hello, I'm Brooke. Welcome to Knit Sew Craft. We're here to talk about knitting, sewing, and all things crafty. Come on over to Instagram at Knit Sew Craft Podcast after the episode to see what I've been working on each day. Our sponsor today is Sunny Day Fiber Arts. They carry high quality handmade items such as stuffed animals and masks, as well as craft supplies like project bags and stitch markers. Be sure to check them out on Etsy at Sunny Day Fiber Arts. Hello, welcome to Knit Sew Craft. I'm your host, Brooke, and we are now on episode 21. Yay! Um, I think I'm going to start um, dividing up the episodes into different seasons. So this will actually be season two, episode 21. Um, so yay, welcome to season two of Knit Sew Craft. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to my closet. Um, it's, it's been a really busy day. This has been my only day off for, uh, I mean, I'll, I have days off during the week, but sometimes when you're a mom and you're a creative, you don't really have days off. You have just days off that you're not at work. And so today is my day off that I'm not at work, but we had, um, we had a uh, doctor's appointment today. We had, had lunch with a friend of mine, bought some soap from my dear friend, Pam at Spatial Ingredients. She is a fantastic soap maker and we got together for lunch and I bought some soaps and we had some delicious tacos and, you know, talked about life and, um, it was just, it was a really great time. And then came home and started this podcast and, um, you will probably hear them in the background, which is totally fine, but my girls are home. <clears throat> they've had, they've been busy. You know, we still have all of our regular stuff through the week. It's just been a particularly busy week, but Glad you're here. Welcome on in. Uh, it's just going to be me today. So uh, I hope you like me. <laughs> I hope you have fun. And here we go. Um, one of the things that I have wanted to talk about and start, um, you know, kind of start focusing on again are my crafting goals for 2023. And so I have my list of goals for 2022 that, and I'm going to go through those and tell you what I did do and what I didn't do and what I carried into the new year and some of the things that I had thought about for 2023. So 2022 goal, crafting goals for 2022, print out and post on the wall, which I did not do. Uh, stash dive for fabric and yarn, unless it's for a custom. And yes, I did this. Um, I don't know that I bought too much fabric last year. I tried to buy I don't know. I, I think I bought a little bit, but I did not buy the larger quantities that I have in the previous years. Uh, and also I gave away quite a bit. I had a large stash of, um, of scraps, <clears throat> excuse me, and a large stash of scraps just from all the random product projects that I've done through the year. And some of them were a little bit larger. Some of them were, uh, like maybe half yard cuts or, fat quarters. And so I went through those, got rid of those. I think I gave most of them to Darla, but, uh, I was able to kind of go through that stuff as well as some fabrics that I thought I was going to use, but didn't. And I'd rather have the space instead of the, the fabric. So got rid of some of that. And the, uh, fabric that I did use was all from my, was almost exclusively from my stash. There was a couple of them that I had bought, like the Animal Crossing. I bought, um, two yards of two different fabric, Animal Crossing fabrics, um, 
And so that was a lot of fun. And I made a couple things out of that. And as far as yarn goes, I have absolutely stash dived, especially for or with a lot of the sock yarns that I've used. So all of the um, all of the sock head slouch hats that I made this year have all been from stash. And I have allowed people to go through my yarn, tell me what they like, grab something out of there and just go to town. I did, however, invest quite a bit of money on the hobby website, H-O-B-B-I-I, and they actually sell out of Denmark. And because I did not want to continue using Hobby Lobby yarn, I still wanted to find something that was a high quality cotton that I could use for the amigurumi stuff that I make. So the dolls and animals, things like that. And I had originally started using their 8-8 cotton, which is more like a worsted weight. They have tons and tons of colors. Um, it feels really nice. It doesn't, um, it doesn't fuzz up very easily. It is super soft. So there are a lot of people that really like the Lillian cream, I think. It's either peaches and cream or Lillian cream, but it's the stuff that you would normally find at Michael's or... Joanne or things like that. Um, that's, they're really scratchy because they're, uh, I feel like they're unmercerized cotton. They're pretty scratchy and they're fantastic for things like scrubbies or things that you want a little bit more tactileness with. Uh, and while those are fantastic for certain projects, that's not the, the feel that I wanted for mine. So I ended up going to Hobby and uh, going to their website and picking out several colors in their 8-8 uh, rainbow line, rainbow cotton line, and uh, got that in. Shipping was fast. They sent extra gifts. It was super sweet. But when I went back to reorder, a lot of those colors had not been restocked. And I don't know whether it's just a changeover um, from, you know, one season to another or whether, especially during their sales, I wonder if they just uh, sell out of stuff really quickly. But I went over to their next yarn down, which is an eight, six, which is more like a heavy fingering weight. So it's, it's considered to my hands considerably smaller. And my dolls that were originally, tw uh, around 14, like 13 and a half to 14 inches are now closer to 11 inches. And so it took several inches off of the dolls that I make, even though I have not changed anything else about that. So there is a significance in significant difference in size, but there are tons more colors available. So ended up ordering a good bit of that, especially a lot of the flesh tones going from, you know, white to very dark. And because I do want to make sure that I have a good, you know, a, a good variety of flesh tones, um, because not everybody's the same color and not everybody just wants a white lady doll, right? <laughs> and so uh, from that, I got several different flesh tones. Um, I had a few projects specifically in mind. One of them was uh, a, the two, two of the three girls from Encanto. Um, I am drawing a blank, Mirabelle and Isabella. Uh, specifically, I wanted to make something from the, I wanted to make dolls uh, with that coloring and which I did and sent them off <clears throat> and they have arrived at their destination. But I also wanted to do some for my girls, 
but they have kind of moved uh, moved along from Encanto, even though I still absolutely adore it. I'm even thinking about making my own Mirabelle doll because she's just so fantastic. <laughs> it's Moana and Encanto are probably my, probably my two favorite Disney movies right now. Um, despite, you know, all the Disney princesses, those are really the two that grab my heart the most for very different reasons. But I made those for someone. They got to their destination. I wanted to make sure I had a good range of hair colors, good range of um, clothing color choices. And so I probably spent um, probably close to like 150 on, I mean, just dozens of uh, different skeins of the 8-6 rainbow cotton. And it was a really, really good investment. I'm really happy with the with the quality of it, with the size of it, um, I do tend to, especially knitting, I do tend to go towards the, y'all, I'm having a hard time thinking of words today, <laughs> go towards the smaller size yarns. And so this really fits that niche where it's a little bit larger. So we don't have these, you know, real tiny dolls, which is, you know, if that's your thing, that's fantastic. I'm definitely interested in micro crochet just to see if I could do it. I'd probably get mad and stop honestly, but it's a good difference between what I feel is kind of a bulkier yarn as opposed to a thinner weight yarn. So um, that's really the only between the yarn from Hobby and the few bits of yarn that I bought for the yarn crawling for staff. I really didn't buy that much yarn this year, especially compared to previous years where I would have vacation yarn and yarn that I saw online that I liked and, you know, all these different things. I have definitely spent a lot less. Plus I have used what I already had. I didn't go out seeking new yarn except for the hobby yarn. I didn't go out seeking new yarns just for a project. So I feel really good about that one. Uh, next is a fiber related tattoo. No, I did not. Part of it was we just didn't get our act together. Um, one of the goals is that when me and Amanda and Myra go out, we all want a fiber related tattoo. We all want them to be kind of small. And I found out today that my sister's tattoo artist is the girlfriend of the son of the girl that I went out with today for lunch. So it's a very small world. Um, but my sister really loves her tattoo water. So I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm going to contact her and see if we can make an appointment for all three of us closer to the yarn crawl time, which is in May. It's over Mother's Day weekend every year. So I think that we are, I'm actually going to make that happen. Another thing was cross stitch something. Um, I did not cross stitch anything. I started a couple projects, but never finished anything. Read books about other makers. Um, I kind of did. Um, I read one, let's see, um, The Habits of Artists and The Daily Ritual book. Um, both of those, I the uh, Daily Rituals for Artists, uh, Daily Rituals for Work, I think is the first one that I read. And then I had started to read Daily Rituals for Women. And basically, it's just all these um, productive, smart, fantastic work. Uh, artists and women that they just, you know, the art, the author just goes and talks about what their day had been like, you know, what 
there are some people that they have no structure to their day. They just do whatever they want, whenever they wanted to. And then there are people like Mace Sarton who had fairly, I won't say structured days, but she definitely had times where she would, this is my time to sit down and write. And I was actually listening to a Stephen King episode on, I'll have to find the link for it somewhere. But um, one of the podcasts that I listened to had an interview with Stephen King. And he said every, uh, he was on vacation and he, or no, 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 it was after one of, he had written one of his books and he hadn't started writing another one yet. And he said that every day from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., he felt like there was something missing from his day. And what he realized was that's when he would usually sit down to write. And, you know, there's, he talked a lot about how it's not necessarily the inspiration striking during that time, but it's the habit of sitting down at this particular time and just starting to write something. And that's what gets those juices flowing, what gets those things kind of started, those engines running, so to speak, so that that inspiration will come to you. <clears throat> but, uh, I, you know, I, I did buy the bullet journal method and women in clothes and women in clothes is one of my all time favorite books. They go through, there's uh, two women editors and they talk to tons of different women, uh, some famous, some not famous at all and talked about the clothes that they wore or like a very specific uh, piece of clothing that they wear and why it's important to them. And I'd first heard, of them on, I think it was Selected Shorts that I had originally. It was one of the NPR uh, programs. And I had heard them reading one or two of their stories from this book. And it just hooked me in so much that I immediately went out, bought the book. I ended up um, posting on Instagram this quote. Was that the one? I don't know. I don't know. There's so, so many stories. Um, but I had and yes, that's what it was. I had ended up um, posting a photo of women in clothes and one of the editors actually liked my photo. So that was kind of my claim to fame <laughs> for about 15 minutes, probably even less than that. Probably no one I know even knew who this person was, but it, it definitely made my day. And um, it's definitely speaks a lot to that creative side, um, both because of the writing and also because of how clothing affects your day. So, um, and that's something I have continued to question since then. And that was, Charlotte was still taking naps during the day. So it was probably eight-ish years ago, if not nine years ago. Um, start the artist way. I did absolutely not do that. Sew a needle case, did not. And the last one was work slowly and for my own pleasure. I'm a selfish knitter. And I said, yes, always. And what I have, and I have done work for other people. I've done several custom dolls. I put up the doll pattern on Etsy. I made hats for everybody for Christmas. And while that is not selfish knitting, I have been selfish in that I only work on what I want to work on. So excluding the customs really. But when I wanted to make a Hermione doll, that's what I made. I wanted to make a Rainbow Bright doll. That's what I made. Um, when I wanted to work on socks, that's what I made. And so that has really been something that I have actually enjoyed throughout the year. So, um, some of the things that I've been thinking about for this year, and actually I'm going to pause here and uh, go get my notebook because I forgot.
okay, now I'm actually prepared for the podcast. So some of the things that I want to do this year, and not all of them are craft related, but they will all help me this year. And I'm not going to do like, oh, 23 and 23. I love that people do that. That is not for me. Um, I don't even have 20 things, 23 things that I want to do this year. So I'm just going to shelve that idea and just do things to do in 2023. Um, and this is actually coming, you know what, I'll get to that in a second. So uh, number one, tattoo. So I definitely, definitely, definitely want to have that uh, fiber really laid tattoo with my Ren Amanda. And I will be um, texting my sister's tattoo artist very soon and making sure that we get that done. I need to go to the eye doctor. And usually I go every couple of years. Sometimes it's longer than that. But um, I've noticed a lot of issues with seeing things clearly, especially after focusing at close distances. Um, I have a harder time seeing at night and especially while it's raining, whether it's nighttime or daytime. So that's definitely something that I need to do. Um, but also I normally get my glasses from Zenny. And so with my prescription, it usually comes out to be about $70. And when I was younger, I used to have glasses for like 200 or $300. And so just kind of thinking back to that a little bit, you know, what's something in the middle that I can have a good pair of glasses, but maybe express my creativity a little bit more. And so I got to thinking, well, maybe if I had two to three pairs of glasses, I can switch between them depending on kind of how I'm feeling that day along the same lines as knitting or creating what I want when I want. Next is more handmade holiday decor. I have a uh, Pinterest, um, a Pinterest board that is nothing but holiday, handmade holiday decor. And some of the things that I really want to make are, and so for one of the shows, I crocheted circles and little oblong ob oval pieces and made those into bunny ears. And then, um, slip stitch those together to make a garland and it came out super duper cute. So I think I would like to make more of that, but more, um, holiday related. So maybe like star of David's or stars of David, star of David's. I think that's right. Um, or ornaments or trees or something winter or holiday and or holiday themed. That's something that I want in my home for a long time. I have excuse me, I've really wanted a more textural home to make like knitted things and woven things and to have these different elements come together to make a very cozy feeling home. I don't always like the minky fabrics, but I think that if I were to crochet or knit a nice cotton blanket, I feel like I would like that a little bit more than some of the blankets that we have at home already. Um, and, you know, just having, just being able to look around and see my hand in all parts of our home, that's something that's really dear to me and something that I actually haven't voiced yet. So thank you. Thank you for letting me say that. That's something that I really need. So just having more handmade things around the, um, around the house is really important to me. So having a handmade holiday decor, especially because you, you know, you use it once a year and then 
you put it away. So it's almost like opening an extra present every year and just remembering, oh, I remember when I made this, this was so much fun. Or, you know, looking back, these are the things that I could do differently. Or if I wanted to remake it, how would I do it? So I think I'm going to start on that. Um, and I mean, gosh, I can't even think now of all the different things that are on my Pinterest board, which um, if you want me to link it, I can. Um, there's just, there's a lot there. Next is uh, Work Through the Seasonal Soul book. So the Seasonal Soul is a book that I had borrowed from Myra, and it really talked a lot about how yourself, self in, uh, you know, capitalized, like your inner being, your soul, goes through seasons just like the year does. And I thought that was a really interesting idea. And so I borrowed it from her. It, it's not, I was hoping to get more from it than I did. However, I did get some good stuff from it. So according to the book, I'm more in a springtime mode, even though it's a little bit, you know, it, even though the world is not in springtime, myself is in springtime. And basically what that means is I'm kind of, I've been, after I've been uh, hibernating and cultivating all of these feelings over the wintertime, I'm ready to start acting on them. And I really feel that pull to be creating, to be working on the bright home, decluttering and organizing, coaching, um, to just put into motion all of these things that I have just been dwelling on for the past months or years or however long. And so I feel that pull definitely. Um, one of the things that I got from it though is the crystals that you can use for it. And I don't know how I feel about crystals yet. Um, I think they're real pretty, but I don't have an opinion. I have not formed an opinion yet as to whether there's something more to it. Um, but I thought that was, that would be an interesting experiment to kind of say, Hey, you know, what if I picked a crystal for this season of my life and, you know, poured intention into it and, you know, people talk about manifestations and manifesting these things that you want in your life. And, you know, I'm not sure how far I want to get into that, but anything that kind of helps motivate me and push me along, I'm more than willing to try it. Uh, but I got uh, pictures of all of those pieces. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Now that I've actually given it back to Myra because it wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but I kind of have a clearer picture of what I am looking for. So if you have any ideas um, on how to like kind of feel out where you are and following the seasons of the year, please let me know. I am open to all kinds of books, all kinds of lessons, all kinds of teachers. Um, I'm sure YouTube has something, but I just haven't been able to find the right combination of search words to get exactly what I'm looking for. So let me know. Uh, next is I want a third love bra. <laughs> uh, I first heard of third love through the Happier Podcast with Gretchen Rubin. And um, a friend of mine actually has one. She says she really likes it. Um, and I just kind of want to treat myself after being so long in nursing bras and nursing tanks. I want to kind of elevate that interior side of my dress. 
um, just to help me feel better. And while I have not looked at Third Love, I did order something from Me Undies. I ordered a bra and panties um, with books on them, and they just look very soft and very comfortable. And I'm getting more used to the idea of paying more for higher quality products. And I would rather pay more for better than uh, less for okay. So that's something that I'm really struggling with, not struggling with, but really looking for um, in this year. And I also ordered from grove.co and they have like a really cool starter kit with uh, glass spray bottles, with um, cleaning concentrates. They have a more green way of looking at the world. So a lot of reusable items, a lot of items that are wood instead of plastic, or a lot of recyclable um, recyclable packaging. And it is subscription-based, as, as is me undies, but I'm going to cancel those subscriptions until I can figure out which one of these products I actually like, I actually want to purchase, or, you know, if there's somewhere locally that I could get them, that might be a better option as well. But uh, I feel a little bit better about those purchases as opposed to just, you know, buying plastic bottles all the time. So those are some of the things that I want to work on this year. And, I've, and of course, you know, still continuing to work through my stash. I'm still working on uh, doing the things that I want to work on. I don't think those will ever really go away. But last year, especially, I wanted to really focus on them. And this year, it's kind of on the back burner, because I've already kind of made those habits and made that mindset switch. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, some of the things that I have been working on so far, uh, I have right in front of me the sock head slouch hat that I made for my sister in law, using that really gorgeous gray and cream speckled yarn and it's just it's so pretty I love the way that it pulled but I also made her hand warmers and so I had developed a pattern for hand warmers start off with just a long tail chain um long tail cast on do some ribbing um do a little bit of the hand or some of the wrist increase for and make a gusset for the thumb <clears throat> and then once that got up to the right size, um, put those on some, put those stitches on some waist yarn and then close that, uh, cylinder back up, go a little bit more in the hand and then rib on the top and then cast off and then do a little bit of rib on the thumb. And so they turned out really gorgeous, but you know what? They turned out striped, not pooled. And so I'm really, really intrigued by how different these two look, but they still look super duper cute together. And I'm so jealous of this set. <laughs> I keep trying them on and, and, you know, looking at my hands, like you'd look at your new engagement ring. And I just, I am really hoping that there's enough uh, for a pair for me because I think they're just stunning. So uh, I've been working on that. I had a couple custom dolls come through. Uh, one is, they're for the, the same family, but two little girls. And uh, the person who ordered them is a friend of mine. And she's just like, you know, these are the colors. These are pictures of the little girls. Go crazy. And so I've um, really been enjoying sketching out those dolls for her. And one is, um, she'll have a, let's see, she has brown boots, 
like a purple pinafore skirt, uh, like a light purple pinafore skirt, um, dark purple shirt, and then she'll have these beautiful light brown ringlets. And I think I'm going to put um, little patches, excuse me, little patches on her skirt and then um, embroider a I just had lunch, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, embroider a heart on um, her bib. Um, and then the other one, I haven't figured out just yet, but it'll be something uh, that coordinates well with her sister's doll so that they can, you know, it's not, you don't want to give girls exactly the same thing, or you don't want to give siblings exactly the same thing, but having them coordinate, it makes them feel like they're still connected. Um, but that has been a lot of fun. I... Um, don't tell Charlotte this, but I am looking for stitch uh, from Lilo and Stitch, looking for a crochet pattern for her. Uh, she wants a stitch real bad, so I'm trying to find a pattern. Um, and I think I'm going to let Raleigh design her own doll. However she wants to do it, if she wants cat ears or a tail or, you know, I just want her to go wild with whatever she wants. Um, her birthday's coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know if I'll be finished by that time, but hopefully I can at least get her started <clears throat> and she'll be turning six. So, you know, she definitely wants her own things. Uh, what else? Oh, I started a bullet journal. So, uh, every first part of January, Myra has a planner brunch. And basically me, Myra, and Amanda get together and we just set up our planners, sometimes for the year, sometimes for the week or the month or the day. And um, I have really been enjoying that and using a lot of creativity, but also accepting mistakes as they are. I have made tons of mistakes. Like for example, um, February has eight days a week. Um, March does not have a 17th. <laughs> so there have definitely been some mistakes made, but so far it's really coming together. I have been using a lot of the Happy Planner stickers that I've accumulated over the years of having a Happy Planner. And um, some of the pages that I have, I'll come back to that one, are a book list. So um, my two rules for, for reading books. Number one, I want to read one fiction and one nonfiction at a time. So always have one, two books at a time, one fiction, nonfiction. And number two, there are no rules. Read whatever you want to. And that has actually, you know, I tend to read what I want to, but I can get really bogged down in rules. So one of the lists that I'm going through right now are Dark Tower and Dark Tower adjacent books that were written by Stephen King. And it is a very long list. I'm maybe a quarter of the way through. Um, I've read almost every single one of them already, but I'm really enjoying this particular list and the way that they have curated it and put it in order. And so now I'm reading Rose Matter. Uh, and then I had started The Seasonal Soul. And even though it was a DNF, I still enjoyed it. So I'd probably give it like three stars. Uh, but I made um, a two-page spread with the bookish sticker pack from Happy Planner. And so that turned out super cute. And then on the next page, I did a craft, uh, a craft spread on two pages. So I have spring, summer, fall, and holiday crafting uh, with a list of the crafts that I have already done. Um, and that'll include things like knitting, crocheting. Um, I don't think I'm going to put in there working on my bullet journal, but I might, who knows. 
Um, and then I have started, I figured out, I had started doing um, a spread that <clears throat> was like one day at a time. However, I found out that I didn't like that. So what I've come to so far is um, the top two-ish inches, which is about um, like eight points, is the focus for the week and all seven days. And I wanted to implement um, the one thing, or I haven't read it yet, but I want to. Um, but the basic premise is you have one focus and every day you do one thing towards that goal or with that focus in mind. Um, so I have focus on the far left-hand side and then I have Monday through Sunday for the rest of the week. Um, I have my work schedule. I have the girls dance schedules. I have anything else that I have going on that week. And then I have um, the Fab Five, which is from Clutterbug. And she had hers as something a little bit different than she, she has hers that are specific. Um, I tried those and I did not, it didn't work well for me. And then I just thought, you know, would she want me to continue doing her thing or try to figure out my thing that's actually productive? So the five things that I have been trying to do every day or nearly every day to help my home feel better is laundry, uh, either wash, dry, or fold and put away. Um, usually wash and dry go together and then fold and put away, go together using the small vacuum. Like we have a little, um, cordless vacuum and vacuuming the living room, the dining room, and the kitchen for me is a huge, huge help. I don't like having stuff on the floor. I don't like stepping on things, um, like, you know, dirt. And I mean, with kids, there's crumbs, there's everything under the sun that can get in your floors. Um, having the living room straightened, by the end of the day, I'm not, I told the girls, you know, you, it does not have to look like this all the time, but at the end of the day, I want it to be nice and collected and, you know, put together at the end of the day. So we all do like a five minute cleanup at the end of the day. They help me with vacuuming. It's been a really good experience. Um, having the kitchen table clear and clean. So when you come into an apartment, immediately when you come in, like almost hitting the door, is our kitchen table. And so that's a square table, four chairs. And immediately when you come in, that is exactly the first thing that you see. And when I come in and I see, I don't mind the Lego sets, but you know, greasy fingerprints and books and pencils and slime and phloem and you know, all these different things that the girls do. I mean, me too. I do stuff there too. Don't even let me lie to you. Um, when I see all of this immediately coming in, it's just an immediate like, oh gosh, I have so much stuff to do. It's just an immediate anxiety that I have a lot to do. I can't do anything else until this is done. So having a clear, clean kitchen table has been really helpful. And then last is getting ready for the next day. So making sure that the girls have <clears throat> the girls have clothes ready. I have my work clothes ready. You know, everybody knows what they're doing. We make lunches if needed. And so that's my fab five for the day. And so I just have a little five and a check off for each one. And then I have at the very bottom is my one thing for the day. And this week, the focus is a house reset. So I have things like um, put up the portable table. I don't even know what I meant by that. 
Oh, 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 that's what I mean. Uh, we have these TV trays that sometimes we'll use. Like if we're super lazy, we will eat in front of the TV. <laughs> um, and so we have two TV trays for each of the girls, but sometimes we'll use them too. But honestly, it's just a table tough to tabletop to collect stuff. So um, I want to get that stuff off of there and um, put the table away. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> um, and the second one is clean off the bar and I have not done that yet, but um, it, it really does help everyone in the house if these things are done each day. And then, uh, so that's just like the top banner. And then from left to right, I have a place for chores, washing, drying, folding, cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning the litter box, ch changing the sheets, um, vacuuming with the little vac, vacuuming with the big vacuum. And then I think there's something else that I need to put on here, but I'm not quite sure what. Um, so if you have any ideas, let me know. Um, <clears throat> then I have a media section for things that I've watched, read, or listened to. Um, so things like uh, we watched uh, Junji Ito's new series on Netflix last night. And then we also watched Scare Package on Shutter. Those are a lot of fun. I've read Rose Matter, listened to The House Next Door and Ghost Written, which are two fantastic um, novels. And I read on, or I listen on either Overdrive, Hoopla, Libby, um, or I listen to podcasts. And then uh, the third, this is on the far left page. And then the third uh, column is stuff for this week and stuff for next week. So like things that don't have a specific day that I want to get them done. Um, that's where I think that's where I'm going to put like my monthly chores. Like this month is to clean the studio. That means declutter it, uh, clean off all the tables, wipe down all the tables, vacuum, make sure that it's like really set up for the time that I need to be in there. Um, and then, you know, that'll go through, let's see, how do I have it? Um, week one is the kitchen. Week two is the living room. Week three is bedrooms and week four is the studio. And so as I get those monthly things done, I have a check off for them and it's so colorful and beautiful and delicious. And I just, I love looking at it. And then the whole right side underneath the week is just, um, room for lists. Um, sometimes one of the things that I really like to do is to, um, write out a list of what I need to do and then rewrite it in a way that is most efficient. So it takes a little bit more time in the beginning, but by the time I'm ready to do those chores, it's, you know, bam, 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 bam. And so I'll use that spot for those chores, or I've used it for podcast ideas, for um, notes for the week, for, you know, things that I want to, that I do want to read, things that, that I need to do, but aren't day specific or even month specific. And this layout has been working really, really well for me um, the past several weeks because I think I started it. Let's see. Um, I started it on the third. So it wasn't exactly on the first, but that's okay. Actually, no, I take that back. I started it on uh, Saturday the 7th at our planner brunch. And I had all these big ideas of like, um, one of the people that I, one of the podcasts that I listened to, I think it's the joy living home. She has a lot of stuff about ADHD and, um, she loves acronyms. And one of the things that she, excuse me, that she talks about is the acronym, what W H A T and what means the things that you want to do, the things that you have to do, 
aspirational things like self-care or to, you know, build yourself up in some way. And then a Tada list. And um, it seemed ridiculous. Honestly, it seemed ridiculous to me to put the things that I want to do above the things that I have to do. Um, but anyways, uh, I had <clears throat> one through uh, three things each for have to do and want to do two aspirational and then an open space for ta-da. But um, I did that one day and it did not work. Uh, there's just too much going on with it. So what I ended up doing was um, at first I did hot, H-A-W-T, and that fits my personality a little bit better. Have to, aspirational, want to do, and ta-da. Um, and that fits me a little bit better. But um, again, like it just, it was too much. So I ended up not just didn't end up doing that. And that actually, because of the way that I set up, that took an entire two page spread. Um, and then the next two pages was a week in review and notes and four pages for one week. It just seemed like a lot. And so the next week I changed it. And, um, sometimes I will still make a ta-da list, which is really, really helpful, especially when you feel like you don't do enough. You can definitely look back in that and say, wow, man, I really did do a lot this week, this week, you know? Um, and so I finally was able to come up with the spread that I have now and it has worked really, really well. Um, so I'm probably, I'm going to use that at least through March and then I'll have like a first quarter check-in, <clears throat> which I have not, uh, set up yet, but I will really soon. Um, and then I have my monthly cleaning list and then like the declutter things that I, that I really want to pay attention to, like Dana K. White's five-step declutter process. She's from A Slob Comes Clean, and I highly recommend her. Then I have the Fab Five that I adapted from the clutter bug, and then I have um, the Take Your House Back course, which is the Minimal Mom, Clutter Bug, and Slob Comes Clean, um, and you can actually go online and purchase that. I think right now, um, when I bought it, it was fairly inexpensive, like $79. Uh, but I think now it's either 97 or 127. Like it's, it's much more expensive, but you can actually renew each year for $10. So this is the third year that I've had it. And, um, honestly, it's just a really good resource. So I don't mind spending that $10 every year and they break it down into three modules based on, um, who like, each one of them kind of has a, a niche that they talk about. And so model module one is how to have less. And so you talk, they talk a lot about decluttering, especially with Dana K white module two is how to do less. So that's organizing and like streamlining your day. So, uh, and that's taught by Clutterbug Cass Arson. And that talks a lot about, um, streamlining processes, having systems in place so that it becomes, um, like you don't have to think about things all the time. And that's one of the reasons why I have a bullet journal so that um, I can kind of focus on the things that are most important. And then module three is how to want less. And that is with the minimal mom, you know, how she declutters quite often. It's become easier for her. And I also want less things. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't, maybe I just want to see less things. I don't, I'm not quite sure. I'm still kind of thinking about that, but anyways, um, I do highly recommend that course and I have it in my bullet journal. And then, um, after that is just some journaling pages that I'll have 
once I get those, you know, once I get caught up to March, I do the first quarter check-in, I will move on to the next quarter of the, of the year and kind of see if things are still working well or, or what have you. But, um, I really do recommend bullet journaling for creative people. Um, it can be both an outlet in that, you know, I have, I have fancy writing and I have stickers and, you know, I have really thought of the best ways for me to set up my, my bullet journal to work, to work for me. Um, plus it just looks pretty, honestly. I keep, (laughs) I keep turning the pages thinking, oh man, I love that. Oh, I can't believe I did that. Oh, I love that sticker there. Um, and while there are people that do very strict, you know, just pen to paper, um, that's very helpful for them. I follow some people online that they have, you know, it's nothing but a creative outlet and they use bounce lettering and all these different fonts and stickers and washi and, you know, all of these things to kind of, um, have that creativity, creative outlet. Um, and I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I actually do need to put pen to paper to help me remember things and, Um, but I also want to, and I don't, I can't draw very well. It's just not for me. And that's totally fine with me. I don't have any qualms about it. Um, which is why I use stickers, but being able to put stickers to paper in a way that's both productive and pleasing to the eye. Love it. It has just been a wonderful experience. And even now it's starting to bow bow out a little bit and you can see how much I've done to it. And, um, that's just, that's really special to me. So if you have any questions about the bullet journal method, there, there is actually a book and like an actual, um, way to do the bullet journal method. And that was created by Ryder Carroll. And he does have a book called the bullet journal method that I have bought. Um, and even, even if you don't actually do the bullet journal, reading that book has been really helpful for productivity for me. So, um, highly recommend it. Go check it out from your local library. I don't, I don't know that I could have listened to it and gotten the same things out of it, um, that I have from reading it. So I do recommend getting the physical copy of it if you can. So, um, other than that, I don't have any plans coming up. We might have a pretty kid free weekend. So I'm thinking about, um, we should have a friend coming over that will podcast with me and she's a fairly new crafter. So, um, I think that might be really fun to talk to her about, you know, where she at is at in her creativity and how she brings that into her life being, um, fairly new, especially to fiber arts. But I hope y'all have a fantastic week. I will have lots of links for you in the show notes. Um, Oh, that was the other thing. One of the things that I really wanted to focus on this year, um, aside from, you know, squirrel is uh, I wanted to get the blog up to date. And specifically, I want to have all of the episodes in order. So I think right now I'm stuck on episode like four of the blog, (laughs) just because I don't always make the time to update it in a way that would be super helpful and in a way that I would want to experience it. So what I'm going to do is to work hard on, um, like focusing on getting one blog post out a week so that I'm not feeling overwhelmed. Cause it seems like right now I'm, I'm at about, um, one, uh, one podcast every couple of weeks, which is totally fine with me. Um, I think that will be perfect for me. Um, hope, you know, if you want more, let me know pay me. (laughs) If you want more, that's great. I'm sorry. Um, I will do as much as I can. Um, I also 
would love to make this my full-time job. Honestly, I want to be able to just make and talk and talk to makers. And you know, this is, it would be a dream, but you have to start small sometimes and that's okay. So we are, we have one microphone, I have one computer and I'm in my closet. <laughs> so, um, Anyways, let me know what you're working on. Let me know if you have a bullet journal. If you like it, tag me on Instagram. Um, I'm at Knit Sew Craft Podcast. And um, hopefully I will be getting up those blog posts and um, getting out those um, Instagram posts a little bit with more regularity. Um, I hope you all have an incredible week. Uh, listen, tell your friends, give us a rating and review, all those things that all the other podcasts tell you to do. Um, oh, and a quick shout, shout out to Justin and Genevieve. I met them over the weekend and um, they're definitely my kind of people. So if you're listening, hi, Justin. Hi, Genevieve. So glad you're here. Uh, and I cannot stress enough how small of a world it is. Uh, until next time, keep knitting, keep sewing, keep crafting. <laughs> Bye. Let's talk about your projects. Follow me on Instagram at knit so craft podcast and tag us in your projects. I love seeing what amazing things other people are working on. You can find links to the items I talk about in the show notes or head over to my blog to see photos and links at knit If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a like subscribe and leave a positive review on the podcast app you're using. If you'd like to get in touch with me privately, my email is nittynerdy at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-T-T-Y-N-E-R-D-Y at gmail.com. And until next week, keep knitting, keep sewing, keep crafting. <laughs>